episode number 46. We're going to talk about home alarm systems and navigating all those options before you buy. This is the Crime School Radio Show, where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert, Chris McGoey. Welcome to Crime School. One of the more common questions I get is, what kind of home security system should I buy? If you listen to my past episodes, you know that I'm an independent security consultant, and as such, I don't sell or recommend specific brands of products or services. You probably also know by now that I go off on rants when people ask me generic questions about, quote, home security systems. I'm quick to point out that a home security system is many things. It's a relationship between the location and design of your living space, how effectively you use door and window locking hardware, the safety habits of the people that reside there, and the amount and consistency of proactive steps that you take to make that space safe for people and property. An alarm system is just one tool in your home security system toolbox. Home alarm systems could be very basic or it could be extremely complex depending on the application and the needs of the homeowners. Most people don't have an alarm system, but it may surprise you that most people that have them don't use them for a variety of reasons. On today's show, we're going to speak with Mark Toner. He's writing an article for Nationwide Insurance. He has general questions about what features people should look for in a home alarm system. And he wants to know what questions people should ask when speaking to an alarm company before buying or signing a contract. So stay with me for a moment while I get Mark Toner on the line. And we'll talk about the options to consider before buying a home alarm system. be most helpful from you would be just to get a get get a sense of what are the questions people should be kind of keeping in mind if they're shopping for a system or trying to make a decision about what they're going to do with a home security system. If you're going to quote buy a security system, uh, mm-hmm. do you intend to use it? What you know? What is your lifestyle mm-hmm. and 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 how are you going to to use it? It makes a difference if you're living in an apartment, if you're living in a condominium, if you own your own home. Uh, all those things kind of make a difference as to what kind of investment you make into the system. Now, there's a whole menu with alarm systems from the very high end to the very low end. Uh, at the very low end, alarm systems are just very basic electronics. It's like electronics 101. It's really a system of like opening, closed switches, uh, just very basic. Uh, all the way up to the high end where you got sensors everywhere on every door, every window opening, motion sensors, infrared sensors, microwave sensors. You could even have a sensor that, that will tell you if your caviar cooler temperature has gone up one or two <laughs> degrees or not. Uh, you could have it tied to your fire system, a smoke sensor, carbon monoxide sensor. 
uh, many things. Again, it's all digital technology, and any type of a reporting sensor you could attach to it, you can get it to report. It could, mm-hmm. the high-end ones could be programmed to contact, to send you a text message, to send you an mm-hmm. email, to call any number of people, uh, including uh, the, the police department, the fire department, uh, anyone on your call list. So just many, many things. It could be interfaced these days with video systems. It could send mm-hmm. information to your cell phone. So it's kind of unlimited, just like anything mm-hmm. else, like a lot of these other services, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. your cell phone service, your, your cable TV service. Uh, you, you could pay hundreds of dollars or you could pay, you know, a relatively, you know, nominal fee. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it just depends. The alarm system is a business like Mm -hmm. everything else the alarm system companies would like to sell you the works obviously Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they really like you to sign a contract for at least two years where they get you on the hook to pay monthly Mm -hmm. and the reason they do that is because the alarm industry knows that most people even though they have the best intentions just like Mm -hmm. going on the diet and quitting smoking you have the best intentions that you're going to use your alarm system every day most mm-hmm. don't. It's up as high as 90 to 95% of people that have alarm systems don't mm-hmm. use them every day. And then there's another high percentage that after a while they don't use them at all for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. don't get in the habit. So those are some mm-hmm. of the things, like I said, when I back into it, uh, if people were to ask me, I'm going to ask them about their lifestyle and what their intention mm-hmm. is. And And what do they do now? Most homeowners, when I go out and do home surveys or neighborhood surveys, I find Mm -hmm. that many people, depending where you live, many people will say, well, I don't even lock my door. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or I don't lock my windows. Or I leave my sliding door or windows open all night. Well, those are the same people that are not going to use an alarm system Mm -hmm. if they have that relaxed attitude. Mm -hmm. Because they believe, well, it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to be burglarized. I'm not going to be a home invasion victim. Or I've got too many kids going in and out. Or I have pets that are going to set off the alarm or a variety of other things. And they simply stop using the system. So if the alarm companies allowed you to pay month to month, then most people would realize after a few months of not using it, they're going to cancel the service. So the alarm system wants to sign you up for the long term. So. What they do as a marketing strategy, some of the big names that I won't mention, you know who they right. are, they'll, they'll give you the system almost for free, a wire, wireless system uh, with a couple of door contacts you could stick on with double stick tape and maybe a motion sensor. And then they'll have you sign a multi-year contract. That's really the business they're in, is getting that multi-year contract. And then when your system fails or stops working, they'll make money off you on service calls mm-hmm. once they, you know, get you on the list. So, so that's the long and short of it. Now, most people, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do they need? What do they want? Most people want a system that when they leave their home, that there's something in place that if an intruder comes through a door or window, the system makes a noise. Mm-hmm. And that could be a bell or a siren. For most people, and in most cases, if a burglar breaks in a home, if they hear the noise, the siren, or the bell, they're going to leave. No surprise, right? That's, that's obvious. Right. So if you simply get a system that will activate, make a noise, 
and it will reset itself after 30 seconds. That's kind of important because 30 seconds is a lifetime when you're a burglar and some siren is screaming. It resets itself, so you don't have to run back to the house to, to reset it. That, that's kind of important. Now, what makes a difference is, do you really need to have it monitored by a central station? Now, central station is that company that charges you these monthly fees. The right, central station. <laughs> you could be living in California, and your central mm -hmm. station's in Florida. Very mm -hmm. common. Mm -hmm. Do you need that? Uh, if your alarm goes off, what this central station is going to do? And let me speak in terms of California, because that's where I'm sitting. If mm -hmm. my alarm goes off, uh, the code requires that alarm company to call me up first, mm -hmm. because over ninety percent of all alarms are false. So they're going to call my home instead of doing anything else. They're going to call my home first. And then if I don't answer or the burglar doesn't answer, then they're going to call other numbers that I provided them on my call list. Now, they might call my cell phone. They might call a next-door neighbor. They might call another relative. And they might call the police eventually. You know, in most cases, the burglar is long gone. So calling all of us, it really doesn't do anything except to allow us maybe to respond and maybe repair a door if they forced mm -hmm. it open or a window if they broke it. The only thing really a burglar alarm, I think, is helpful for to be monitored is for fire purposes. Mm -hmm. If your house is on fire, be nice if someone called the fire department and maybe they have a mm -hmm. chance of putting it out. Now, there's a lot of other capabilities. There's panic capabilities where a button could be pushed and... and uh, it's never going to go to the police station like most people think. It always goes to the alarm company first, and then it might go to the police department. All of that routing could take minutes. By the time the police dispatcher gets a call and actually dispatches an officer, the response time is going to be several minutes to a day, depending on the nature of the call. If it's a burglary call, alarm call, they may show up by Tuesday. Simply right. because there's most of them are false false alarms. In fact, many cities, especially the bigger cities, they have ordinances that will find the homeowner. If you have more than one false alarm at a given period of time, they're going to find you a substantial amount of money. Mm -hmm. And that's usually because your alarm system needs maintenance. It isn't installed properly, so you constantly have mm -hmm. false alarms. And they get sick of coming to your house. Not sick, that's a bad word. You're wasting their resources. They have limited resources, and we're spending all of our time going to your house because you failed to maintain your alarm system. Mm -hmm. So the bottom line, I think, for, for your readers, uh, if you're considering an alarm system, you need to make a commitment that you're going to use it. Again, it's like going on a diet or quitting smoking, I suppose. You really need to make a commitment that you're going to do it every day. And the only way that works is if you make it a routine I have alarms at my house and my office. Every time I leave, the alarm gets set. Mm -hmm. Automatic. I don't even think. Just like I'm turning off the lights, you know, turning the heat or the air conditioning on or off or whatever else I'm doing when I leave or pulling down the shades, automatically the alarm gets set, even if I'm just going out for an hour. When I come back, mm -hmm. I just hit the keypad very quickly and the, the alarm disables itself automatically. My wife does the same thing. We don't leave doors or windows open. We close them, we lock them, and we even have secondary devices just because of what I do. I'm a little more cautious than the average bear. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it becomes routine, and you don't think about it. And if we go away on mm -hmm. vacation, or the person who comes and checks on our house, or if you have a pet, feeds your pet, or waters your plants, whatever, they have a code. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, modern systems allow for multiple codes. You can give your neighbor a different alarm code than you have, for example. They can get in and out. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some other utility. If you have, a, again, a decent alarm system, you could have multiple passcodes. You can give your children a separate passcode. And this is kind of cool because I like to see people at night when you go to bed, you could actually set the perimeter of your alarm. Mm -hmm. So if someone breaks in in the middle of the night, it's going to at least, you know, that alarm's going to wake you up and allow you to get on your feet and defend yourself, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But also if you got teenagers sneaking in and out of your house, <laughs> you could literally right. set the alarm <laughs> and you're, they're locked in. And you don't give them the passcode to deactivate that alarm at night. I mean, that's one strategy. So things like that. If you have housekeeping service or uh, daycare people or any, any other type of service that needs to get in, you could issue temporary passcodes because you're giving the message to people that you have an alarm system and it's always being used. Mm -hmm. And just like delivery people, if a delivery person wants to come, you could say, well, I have to deactivate my alarm system first. And it just gets the word out. The friends of teenagers that come over to visit, it's good for them to know you have an alarm system and it's always being used. And mm -hmm. it just gets the word out there that this house is protected. And then, of course, you back that up by lawn signs. If you have a single-family home, you got a sign sitting on the lawn. You, know, you drive down the street. You know, many houses, you'll see these alarm signs there. Right. And the house next door won't have one. Well, guess which one is going to be more attractive for a burglar? What's going to be the one without mm -hmm. a sign? And then you re reinforce that further by having little stickers, little decals on your windows, especially around the back of the house, sliding doors, mm -hmm. just to remind the potential burglar that if you open this door or force mm -hmm. it open, mm -hmm. the alarm might go off and the police might come and arrest you. That's it. That's all it does. It has that deterrent effect. Mm -hmm. Now, some people say, well, why don't I just get signs? Well... I can't argue with that. If you just have signs or window decals, it has that same deterrent effect. But if someone tests it, like a lot of burglars know that people have those signs and they're not being monitored, they might kick the door open. They might force the window open, just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't go off, then they know all your security's fake. And they, mm -hmm. just, and they just go on in. So it depends. If you have the need for a high-end system, then certainly you should do it. If, you, if you've got lots of money and you don't mind paying the monthly fees, you know, certainly get a good quality system. The thing that reduces the false alarms is in the installation, the quality of the system in the installation. Mm -hmm. Modern systems, they like to sell a lot of wireless systems for the existing homes, for apartments, mm -hmm. rental properties where you can't pre-wire it or anything. The wireless systems mm -hmm. work almost as well today, except you have issues with batteries you have to keep up, and sometimes a little stick-on contacts might fall off the wall or off the window. They're not as good as a hardwired system. Mm -hmm. So if you don't need all the bells and whistles, you don't need it to contact your cell phone or text you or any of those kind of things, uh, you can get a very inexpensive system that will do the job. And along with it, you can get the window decals and the lawn sign. But you got to use it. You got to use it every day and make it a routine, and you're less likely to be burglarized. No, that's that's great. I, I especially like what you said about the things you have to do after you <laughs> buy and install the system. The one thing I wanted to ask, um, and you touched on this a little bit, is you know obviously you know you talked about the business model of the the, the big security companies. If somebody decides they don't need that, if they just want to, you know buy an off-the-shelf camera or, or alarm system, 
you know, that they can connect to their Wi-Fi network. What do they need to kind of think of, you know, what are the, the things or the mistakes people make if they're going to go that route instead of, you know, contracting with a, you know, with a company to do it? Just lack of competency. I mean, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you can go to a Costco or something and just buy some box off the shelf. And of course they oversimplify it on the box. You just open the box, mm-hmm. put the batteries in and stick it up on the wall and you're good to go. Well, not necessarily. If there's motion sensors in there, they're really cheap. Sometimes, I mean, just having a plant and having the heater air conditioning come on and start moving the plant around that's in the sun mm-hmm. could trip the motion sensor. If you have a pet, you didn't think about it, a pet running around might trip the sensor depending on the sensor. Now, now they have them that the sensors are smart enough where they could detect, uh, discern against the body temperature of a pet where they won't deactivate mm-hmm. it. But if they jump up on something or move something, it could affect it. But when you start having false alarms, that's probably the number two reason, aside from apathy. Mm-hmm. The number two reason why people stop using their system, because they start having false alarms. And if the police are coming and starting to find them, then they just quit using it. So it's a wasted investment. This has been really, really helpful. I do appreciate your time. Um, anything else we haven't touched on that you think is important for people to think about kind of at the beginning of this? Well, if I had an hour, we could cover <laughs> all kinds of things. I mean, there is strategies if you're in an apartment, probably a little different strategy if you're in a condominium, if you're in a single-family home, mm-hmm. uh, single-story versus two-story. I mean, there's lots of, lots of variables. Uh, what your weather situation is, if it's very, very hot mm-hmm. climate, very, very cold climate has an effect on uh, alarm system technology. Um, mm-hmm. There's a whole strategy to using uh, passcodes, and mm-hmm. but that's kind of an advanced feature that might be a little more than what you need. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think just letting people know that there are these things they have to keep in mind is, is probably kind of at the level that, that's going to be helpful for this piece. Yeah, let me give you one parting comment. Mm-hmm. To me, all of this falls in the, in the classification or the category of awareness. If you're aware enough to get an alarm system and use it every day, you're paying attention. Even if it's for that brief 30 seconds when you exit, you lock all your doors, you check all your windows, you set your alarm, and you go. You're aware, and you're paying attention, even if it's for 30 seconds. When you come home, the same thing for that 30 seconds. When you come home and your alarm is still set, you can almost rest assured that nobody's in your house. Otherwise, it would be offline or it would be activating. Gives you confidence and makes you feel more safe and secure just having it, but you got to use it every day. But just that extra awareness, if you don't have a garage, when you walk out your door, just that extra awareness makes you just be a little bit aware of your surroundings, look around, be a little more cautious. And I find that's true in life, that people that pay attention when they walk out in public, they're just paying attention. You don't have to be paranoid or just scared, but just paying attention when you're in higher risk scenarios. Then when you get in a more controlled environment or a private environment, you can let your hair down and relax. And mm-hmm. it's all part of the same strategy. Those same people will prepare themselves for that ultimate burglary. The same mm-hmm. people that use their alarm every day will do a home inventory. They know what they own. Mm-hmm. They're going to have mm-hmm. serial numbers. They're going to have makes and models of expensive items. They're going to have photographed everything. Uh, They're going to have it stored somewhere with backups. They're going to make sure their irreplaceable documents and heirloom items are either protected or insured. I mean, it all goes hand in hand. 
Those are the people that are attentive. And they, guess what? They rarely become victims. Or should they be victimized, they're prepared. They're able to file a police report. They're able to give a detailed list of what's missing. And the other people who are inattentive, who don't lock their doors, who don't have an alarm mm -hmm. system, don't use it, they get burglarized. They have no idea what they lost. The police are there to take a report. You know, what's the model of your TV, the make? I don't know. What's the serial number? I don't know. What kind of laptop did you have? I don't know. What kind of watch did you have? Well, I think it was this, but I'm not sure. So if the police ever recover it, they can't get it back to you. How do you file a claim with your insurance company? Right. So it goes hand in hand. So people make a mistake when they call me for advice because this is the kind of lecture that they get. You know, if, if you just want to <laughs> get an alarm system, you got to do all these things first. You have to have a family mm -hmm. plan and it all has to work together. So if you have your family plan and that your alarm system is just one component of that plan mm -hmm. in keeping your family safe. So that's my message to the mountain. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck with the story. There are millions of stories about crime and how it's impacting the lives of people, families, and companies. Some of the outcomes turn out positive, but many are very tragic. Discussing them here at Crime School helps us learn, helps us grow, and solve some of these problems and social issues plaguing our country today. I try to provide a variety of educational topics, but I want to keep with the theme of making places safe for people and property. I really appreciate those of you that have been sharing this content on social media or those who have given five-star positive reviews on iTunes to help the Crime School podcast get discovered. Thank you so much for listening and for doing your part in making places safe. This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com.